0: This episode of the Get in the Game podcast is presented by Sports Spectrum and the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. We invite you to check out our website, sportsspectrum.com, for more content on the intersection of sports and faith. Articles, devotionals, podcast episodes, all of it can be found right there at one place, sportsspectrum.com. And while there, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter as well as subscribe to our magazine, you can lock in a one-year subscription for just $18 or two years for just $30. We've got a great conversation ahead for you. So thanks for tuning in this week to the Get in the Game podcast with Scott Weinbrink.
1: Welcome to Get In The Game Podcast with your host,
2: Scott Linebrink,
1: former MLB star and current water mission advocate.
2: Oh yeah, and he also happens to be our dad. So let's dive right in.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Scott Linebrink, back for another edition of Get In The Game Podcast. And I'm really excited about the host that I have this week, my good friend Jaime Garcia. Jaime, how you doing?
2: Uh, thank you so much, Scott. Uh I'm doing I'm doing high masing. You get it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm doing amazing, man. Blessed and highly favored. So yeah. thank you for having me. Really, really is an honor. Absolutely.
1: Well, I'm excited about this conversation. Um, you and I got to play with each other back in 2011 with the or sorry, 2012 with the Cardinals. Uh, we were teammates for a short time, but then we've had a lot of opportunities since then to get involved in mission work and and really that's what I want to talk about here today is just your strong desire to to get involved, uh, get in the game like what we're talking about here with with the podcast. So um, I'm looking forward to it. let me um, let me start by introducing you and I hope I've got all this right. Um, so Jaime was a major league pitcher, uh, mostly a starter played mostly for the Cardinals, and uh, you had a great breakout year coming out. Um, I think you were third in rookie of the year voting, and so, you know, hit the scene. You came up from Mexico, uh, played for the Mexican League, and um, and you just hit the major league ranks, you know, really with a bang, and um, and you won a World Series. Like, uh, I was that your rookie year, or was it the year after?
2: Uh, no, no. That actually made my debut in 2008 okay with the was my rookie year but then i was already yeah that's i mean that's for another (laughs) that's that's you know for another story because it'll it'll take us forever but uh part of my testimony i came out with the cardinals 2008 already with a broken mind spirit brain but also arm i already needed tommy john and i pretty much lied and just try to get to the big leagues so when i got there already. Then I had Tommy John after a couple months of being in the big leagues, and uh, I was out 2009, and then I came back. Uh, I was pretty much a nobody because I wasn't even a prospect. But then uh, that's when I began with this, you know, to, to work really hard and, and a desire for something else. And then 2010, that was my first full year, rookie year, and then 2011 is when we won the World Series. So yeah, everything happened so fast that, and out of nowhere. Yeah.
1: Okay. So wow, so you were you were there for just a few years but um but had some early success early on but um as you and I have talked about, you know, there was um that was also a very much a period of growth for you in in maturing in your faith. Um you've shared with me that you came up in a Roman Catholic background. So maybe just for our audience here just talk about the difference between what you grew up grew up as understanding of faith in the Roman Catholic Church and then moving to um, a more biblically based, um, really understanding of that personal relationship with Jesus. What what was that transaction like for you?
2: Yeah, no, I, not only did I grow up in a in a Catholic environment, but, but I was so far away from w- what the faith is about, what the gospel is about, what a relationship with Jesus Christ is about. I grew up when there, like I've shared with you before, grew up with a lot of uh, insecurity, shame driven life, fear, anxiety, depression. So that was my, 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 the reason why I actually wanted to play baseball was to, to be recognized, to be accepted, to be, to fit in, to be somebody. So that's, that's kind of what, what, uh, the way I was brought up. And that's the culture, right? That's the mentality, the mindset of like, we go to church so we can feel good and we can be loved and accepted. And, but there was something else. There was something else about my heart. And as I as I continue to 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 be to be one with Christ and to be in the Word every single day over the last five years, there, there's something that that resonates to me with me a lot when I see people like Moses and David and you know uh, people that we hear about that God chose they had a lot of stuff going on. There was something in me that I had, and I think it was the the willingness to go through whatever, uh, and also like a hunger for for something else, a hunger for truth. And like I said, I grew up with a lot of those insecurities, but then when I signed professionally, like, and you and I talked about this, like being the underdog, like I had no business going professional baseball, right? Out of high school, 30th round pick, signed for 10,000 with a broken arm, 30, throwing 80 miles per hour nobody knew about my surgery, my injury, but also like a lot of insecure, a lot of uh, addictions with eating disorders and, and just alcohol and things like I was a mess. Right. Mm-hmm. So they signed without even knowing that what was going on. So, but when I signed I, I, that's, that's when this first encounter with the, my faith happened, you know, I was, I was, I was to the point where I even considered, I had like some suicidal talks, man. Like it was, it was, it was pressed. I mean, the level of anxiety and panic attacks was really high. And then I got on my knees and I I wasn't going to stop. I had developed a lot of willingness to just keep showing up, even though I didn't feel it. And I, that's the moment that I didn't know if there was a Jesus that gave his life for me. I didn't know there was a Holy Spirit that was <laughs> available to us. But I got on my knees and I prayed that I needed something. And I felt something that I never felt before. And I believe that from that moment on, that was 2011 at a small hotel in Johnson City. Right when I signed, uh, that's when God got a hold of my heart. And, and he takes care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean? I accepted Jesus that day does that mean that I was saved and transformed no absolutely not but mm. I believe that we do that I mean that's when Romans 828 comes alive that he's he's always seeking for for hearts that are willing and hungry they're mm. hungry for the truth and then I mean that was 2005 2008 without surgery and without the proper uh guidance without the proper rehab, without medication, nothing, I was in the big leagues. And then I was in the big leagues with, as you know, Scott, I mean, what we had in, with the Cardinals in 2010, 11, 12, you coming along too to strengthen that, that doesn't happen in baseball, man. Like you don't you don't have that in base, baseball teams. You know, when you have a solid core group of believers that are like walking the talk, like we had Lance, Adam, Wayno, bueno, and then you came along. Like we don't—that doesn't happen. So I believe that was part of, that was part of the the maneuvering that I was talking about. That, that God had a—you know—he—he—he he, he said, "Okay, I, you, you're giving me your heart, and I'm gonna continue to do what what I can do. And if you continue to what you can do, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind. Like it's just gonna—it's a lot of things are gonna happen, and the rest is history, man. It's just been—it's been a journey. Uh, like I said, it's, it didn't happen overnight but when i when i was with the cardinals and i needed to see integrity because i never seen integrity in my life god placed you know adam wainwright you know he placed all the guys that they had no idea um but it's just so it's so unique man as, as you said when like how god used you in the same way you know you came along we met we didn't play for too long i remember you and I being on the DL at the same time. And I, I still remember that first time when I met your, your family, we went to church together on a Sunday we were both rehabbing and, uh, but, but God used all of you guys in ways that I never imagined. I went to my first PAO conference and yeah, just so fired up about, um, about us just, just simplifying life. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have spirit, we have a, Jesus available we don't have it all we don't have to have it all figured out he, he takes care of, of the rest so 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 grateful for for your life as well man.
1: Well thank you Jaime you're a dear brother in Christ to me too and um you know it was a lot of fun being in St. Louis that year. my only regret is that that it was only for that you know partial season for me that that was kind of the backside of my career but I totally resonate with what you're saying in terms of the baseball career being so instrumental in your walk with faith and the guys that I met early on in my career that really challenged me. And, and actually Lance was one of those guys, um, Lance was one that I played with the Astros, you know, back at the beginning of my career. And so really cool to, to bookend my career in playing with Lance, not only in Houston at the beginning, but, but in St. Louis at the end. But I believe just like you, that God put people unique people, uh, in my life at unique moments and really encouraged me. And my faith would not be where it is today without guys like that. So it was an honor to walk with you in that. And, uh, and I love continuing our walk together even beyond baseball. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's what it's all about. And like I said, man, he, we, we have a, we have a loving, faithful, merciful God that he's mm-hmm. he's journeying for our souls, man. He's lear- journeying journey for our hearts and, and, we don't have to do anything else, but just go to the throne of grace and give him our hearts and our willingness. Uh, so that's what I live for. Now It's just about it's about what this shirt says, man. It's about him. It's about just walking the talk and and letting the light of Christ shine. So,
1: amen. Yeah. And so since this is an audio pod- podcast, I'll go ahead and, and mention to everybody. Jaime's shirt says, be disciples, make disciples. And I've told him, I want one of those shirts. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I love it. I'll get it. Yeah, um, no, it, it, and it goes like what I was saying, you know, just simplify life. And I, I, I think for so long, I was always questioning or asking a lot of people, it's like, what does it take? Like, how do I make disciples? And, and again, and the more that I fall in love with Jesus and I'm growing and walking with them, it's just it's just make sure you're connected to him. You're connected to divine. You're one with them. Your you you know your your mind becomes his you know your his mind becomes your mind. That's right. His 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 priorities, his habits, and you're walking in the light. You're walking in the spirit. Everything's exposed out into the light, and that's it. Like you just do life with people. Do do life with people, right? You Mm -hmm. do life kind of what we what we've done, and I've done with other people, and it's it's simple, right? We we focus on on the doing. It's like just be. Don't focus on the do. Just be one with him, stay connected to him. And then, I mean, there's there's an amazing, amazing, amazing Holy Spirit that gives us the discernment and the conviction and the guidance as far as what we got to say and not to say. And, you know, so again, simplify life.
1: That's right. So as I was preparing for this interview, I always go back and I, I take a look at, you know, different bio sheets and I make sure I've got all my information right so that I can introduce people properly. Well, I pull up the MLB.com website of your bio and I thought it was so cool. Like usually one of the first things you see is, you know, this guy played for this team. He had this number of, in like, it's all the stats. Um, maybe some awards in there too. Um, but yours, one of the first things that you see when you pull up the MLB.com bio talks about your relationship with serving the poor and it lists a couple of organizations, Water Mission being one of them. One mission being another who we're both involved with. But I just thought that that's so cool that that's one of the first things listed in your bio. And this podcast being all about service and what it means to truly engage in in doing our faith, being about people that do and not just say. Um, you know, just talk about that for a minute. Uh, what What does it
2: mean to you to serve? Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know. I didn't know that was <laughs> glad. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, not only do I serve, man, I, I am service. I am a servant, right? Like I, I have become a servant. People ask me all the time. It's so who are you? What do you do? What, what's, I'm like, I, I'm just a, I'm a servant. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, that's, that's my new normal. I have been able to, I think the more that you grow in a relationship with Christ, it's like, you see that he was a servant and he didn't want recognition. And the more that I fall in love with him and I'm connected to him, it just flows, man. I mean, it's just like, I don't, I don't try to, I think at the beginning, yeah, because the the, the process of transformation, I had to, I had to force myself to serve people and to love. But the more that you're just, again, and simplifying it right you're, you're in the word you're in his presence and you're trying to be more and more like him and less like the world says you just become one and and i think what i try to always tell people is that it, it's it's a process not only like I, I think for a lot of a lot of guys this is hard because you've never experienced it but but once you know you're in the word and then you go out Uh, and I remember you mentioned something, we're, we're on the, on the, on the bus on the way back to the airport. And I think if I'm not mistaken, you said something like, Oh, a friend of yours said that like, once you experienced it, it's like, Hmm. what was it that you said? I've
1: seen too much.
2: I've seen too much. Exactly. So it's like, no, like, I don't even like not doing it or doing it. It's like, no, that's just who I am. And i Hmm. I'm, and I think the biggest thing is like, yeah, we have an opportunity to use the platform that ha- God has uniquely given us and trusted us with, but what it does to our souls and our does to a, to our, our, our nurturing of our souls, our bodies, our spirits, it's like it you can't measure it, right? And we were, and you realize that, that not only are we getting out of our comfort zones to go serve somebody, but it's 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 food for our soul like it's it's like we we need to have that part in us so i'm already at a point where going on a trip or trying to serve somebody it's like it's just part of my life like it's not something that i say oh i got to go and so i can you know i can check it off the list or i can you know i i know it's just like it's it's like for me like going to the ballpark or or like you know going to work out it's just like part of who i am And if I want to stay healthy and I want to stay aligned and connected, I got to do it. So,
1: yeah, that's a great point, Jaime. And I think a lot of it goes to what the point that you made before this question about, um, you know, just being in tune with God's will and letting God show you. And the more that we align with him and his word and in prayer, he changes our desires. Um, You know, that's one of my favorite verses in Psalms um, that talks about he will give you the desires of your heart and it's not that i tell god hey god here's what i want and if i follow you will you give me what i want but the more time we spend with him in prayer the more time we fellowship with him he changes our desires and where maybe sometimes you know my my intentions and my desires were totally misaligned and they were they were totally about me and my agenda the more that i align with him he changes what i want and he says that what you wanted before what you were asking before really wasn't healthy for you but what, what he has done now is, is change, you know, the, the direction of, of what I thought I wanted. And now I want something that's much more in line with him. And it's so much better than, than what I asked for at the beginning. And I just I love that process. And I love how you explain that, too, because you're right. It isn't about just checking a box and going, oh, if I'm going to be a follower of Christ, I have to do this or I have to do that or I have to follow this set of rules no, the more you follow him, the more you want to do that. You get to do that. It just—it's in your very DNA, like you were saying.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what you're saying right now. It's—it's it's the perspective, right? And the Bible is very clear that we have access to the perspective of Christ, and it's a—it's a, it's a changing perspective, mm. and. I mean, that's, that's it. Again, it simplifies, it simplifies the life and the, and, and the gospels and the calling and the, because it's, as I was, and I think you're, you and I are in the same um, same day with the readings, but it's, as, as we read the last, the last verse that I read today, when, when Jesus healed the, the demon possessed man, uh with the seven demons the legion i love that jesus words man that it really spoke a lot in my heart that he he goes the, the man after jesus was getting ready to leave because that's another thing like if 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 he's not wandering around he's not coming in mm-hmm. right he just wanted like, if you people just see him as a like santa claus it, it doesn't work like that right but if you want him around I don't care what you've done. I don't care what possessed like whatever. He's gonna be around, but then he the 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 man that was healed after he goes and like bows down to him and begs him like, please let me go with you. Like I want to go, and I love Jesus' response. He's like, hey, no, no, no. Like I want what I want you to do. I want you to be a testimony and go let your light shine and go tell everybody what God has done for you. He didn't even take the credit, bro. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't say, go tell people what I've done. You know, like it's just such an amazing, beautiful example of us. It's like when the moment that we try to take the credit and we try to get in the way, you're not getting it. Because he, the name, the greatest name of all time, the the name of of all names, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, right? Emmanuel didn't take credit for something that he just did and everybody witnessed it. He'd send it out to the Father. And when we understand his heart, and we fully submitted to him, to his authority, and it's literally him in us and through us, you just send it up. Like, it's like, no, it doesn't, you can't. Like, it's, it becomes impossible, but it's, it's, it's gotta be a process, right? There's gotta be a process and the transformation needs to happen in my case. I'm just so glad that I've been able to go through every single step. And I remember you and I being on that first trip to, to Mexico Was it 2016, I believe? And the number one reason of why I wanted to go, it was just to check it off the box. I mean, I wanted to feel good and do it. So it's 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 you know, it's a process. And you got you 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 go, you go, but the more you're connected to him, you're walking in the light, you're walking in the spirit, you're pretty much just presenting your body as a living sacrifice, your convenience. That's that's what he's looking for. So I don't know.
1: That's right. Preach.
2: I love it. Um,
1: So Jaime did mention uh, us being in the van on the way to the airport. Um, So just last week, you and I were together down in Mexico in Chiapas, which is all the way south on the border of Guatemala uh, with another group of guys. There was uh, five guys, uh, your colleagues, my friends, too, um, down there on a water mission trip, seeing going into these communities where we're doing water projects and You've been so involved with Water Mission over the years, um, and it was so much fun to be there physically with you, uh, journey with you, take those rides in the van that were sometimes long and bumpy, but conversations like this just invariably popped up, and we just we had some amazing moments of fellowship together, worshiping together in the hotel in the mornings. Um, just talk a little bit about that, about the experience that we had down there.
2: Oh my goodness. We're, we're, to, we're to at <laughs> uh, this, I, I know you and I have talked about this and you've been in a lot of trips with water mission, but I know some others as well. And I have been in a lot of trips. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff, even yeah, with water mission, one mission, but especially on my own with what God has done in my life and everything that I'm doing, uh, trying to infiltrate my way into the world through leadership principles education you know i think the 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 fact that i went through add and and didn't know how to learn how to how to articulate how to think you know it, it opens a lot of doors for me to present christ without anything else that humans added <laughs> hmm. just than him and um So I have been on a lot of trips. I have done a lot of stuff with people over the last five, six years, and especially over the last two, three years since I've been retired. But I've shared with you uh, that this was by far my favorite trip that I've ever done. Why? There's a lot of reasons why. Because we we had a bunch of men that are hungry for Christ, that are hungry to be more like him. That we're hungry to make it about him. We have men that that none of us are perfect, but all of us are walking in different seasons of our lives. We have issues back home, family stuff, but we we chose to go. And I, I think my favorite part is that we we live in a in a in a society, especially in ministries and churches, that we get lost in doing, 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 doing. But the fact that we were able to be honest with ourselves and just to stop in the mornings. And you started that, you nailed it that first day that we met. It's like, what's the why? What's the reason that we're here? And then I was able to share a little bit of that. And, and, you know, why are we here? Why are we coming in this? And just to, to process that and to stop right after a worship session that we have with God. Just to sit, man, to sit there. And yeah, it's, we could say, yeah, it's about, it's about bringing safe drinking water. It's about teaching kids how to play baseball, but then you, you get to the bottom of it and you go, no, it's to, it's to glorify God. And it's to be more like Jesus, just to give him all the honor and the glory and, and making sure that what we're doing right here, stopping it's, it's not for us to feel good and go and serve the poor. It's about The main purpose is just to stop and worship him and just make it about himself. And I think that's the biggest thing that that impacted my faith in my life is that when I go to the word, I don't go to the word so I can feel good and I can use it to teach others and help others. The main thing driving me is just to glorify him and to worship him. And say holy like just recognizing man and let's like, say i'm here and it's about you and i was able to see that in every single one of us you know even and johnny who's the head of for the people that don't know the head of, of one mission mexico but then as you saw there were some tears you know we're worshiping we're, we're opening our hearts and, and there's some tears of god's guys, guys that are going through stuff that they want they're hungry for something else and it opened up some like deep, deep conversations on the bu- on the van on the bus. Like we're going to serve people, we had opportunities to 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 open up to each other and to grow in relationship and just to be real, be vulnerable, right? Because uh, I've been on other trips when when it just it never we never take the time to do that, and we're talking about the doing and the building and the serving, and just what what us you know as guys, it's so hard for us to be vulnerable. And to be transparent. And I think that was that was, I mean, that was it. And then if you, if you go from there, I mean, we, we never stop about the trip because I mean that was every single morning. Uh, but then the opportunities that we had, especially that I had, being being from Mexico, being able to speak the language, and to uh to to be able to use that platform in a very very unique way, and then the majority, you're the only gringo, the only American, the other. <laughs> But, but the other guys just to see him and see their, 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 the impact that that had in their lives. So I think when you put all the, and then also, I mean, we're, we're praying for the mayor of the city who's now, she said that she's going to be, she's, she wants to read the Bible because she wants to grow in wisdom. And she saw something in me they'd never seen before. And then we're giving clinics and, and there was like five different moms that after I shared a message, when we're doing the baseball clinic or the, the talk again, they came to me and they said that what I said really impacted their lives. And they want to, they want to know this Jesus guy that I talked about. So it's like, there's a lot, but I think, I think the biggest thing was just the transparency, the vulnerability, the realness, and just us being, being, um, being who we are being real and, and saying, Hey, I'm not perfect. I just want, I'm just hungry for Jesus. And, and also, I mean, you add the fact that that one time that we were all worshiping, we're all singing. And (laughs) yeah, so yeah, it was, it was my favorite trip, man.
1: Yeah, man. What a great trip that was. And I'm, I'm still riding a high from it. Uh, just thinking back to those interactions we had, the times we had together, um, the stuff that we planned and the stuff that just happened organically. Right. I mean, that's, what's always fun about these trips is, you know, you can put your, your plan together, but invariably it's going to change. And, we find out often that the, the change, whatever God you know redirects is often much better than what we had planned in the beginning. So I just saw evidence of that throughout that trip. Um, I want to ask you because you mentioned being from Mexico and I'd love for you to, you know, for our audience here, um, I may not have made that uh, point known that Jaime grew up in Mexico. Um, I mentioned you played for the Mexican League before going to the United States and becoming a star up here in Major League Baseball. but What's that like for you now in serving with organizations like Water Mission and One Mission who are doing some really great work in Mexico, bringing water, building houses, growing gardens, doing community development for the poor in Mexico? And you, as someone who grew up in Mexico, speaks the language, understands the culture, has gone away and had this amazing career, but now you get to come back. And I think for, for me anyway, that's, that's really an amazing point. Because, you know, you came up here, you had a lot of success. You could have left Mexico behind and said, why would I want to go back? But but you make it a point to go back. You're always in Mexico. I mean, every time I call you, I get the the funny international ring because you're down there and you're serving, you're doing work with people. But the talk about that that uniqueness of that perspective for you as someone who grew up in Mexico and now gets to go back and serve their own people.
2: Wow. Yeah, I can't. I really can't put it into words what that means for me, especially being connected to Christ, right? And like having mentors like the Apostle Paul and the the platform and the the testimony that he had for how he lived before Christ and how he was, God was able to use him, you know, everything that he went through and his background and uh, the doors that it opened up for his, his, uh, calling assignment uh that for me it's just like it goes beyond measurement like what it, what it really means for me to uh like you said growing up in mexico born and raised uh, not only do i speak the language but i up until after i graduated high school i uh, didn't speak a word of english so it's like I. The, cultural. And a lot of people confuse because I don't have a a super thick accent. They'll, They'll think that I grew up in the Texas border town. Like, no, Mexican, 100%. Like my only my dad speaks a little English, but everybody in my family, they don't speak English. So having grown up there, but also having grown up with with. You know, like we talked about the identity issues and the performance-based driven life and, and having gone through all the mental health, emotional health. But then I went through every single step of, of inner healing and transformation. Uh, the now that I can get get to go back. And like you said, uh, how God, <laughs> just it's too mind-blowing. But how I was able to accomplish everything that I literally ever set my mind to. Right. I, all my dreams, vision, played more than 10 years in the big leagues, come back stronger from each surgery, three surgeries. My shoulder was completely destroyed and I was still getting major league pe- uh, hitters out. And I was able to like just develop this resiliency, uh, courage and discipline that it opens a lot of unique doors. You know, being the the only being the only major league baseball player to ever come back from the three surgeries that i came back and have the best year of my career right and and it it gives me such a unique opportunity kind of like the apostle paul when he's he's in front of the king and and, um he's he's being whatever like he's no 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 this is not in front of the king this is i I can't remember exactly but when people are like bragging about themselves and, and and human power and will and discipline he's like hey if there's somebody that can brag about stuff like that, I could do it. You know, I speak five languages. I have a perfect background. I was I was taught and mentored by one of the strongest religion leaders. So I'm kind of like in that same boat when I go back to Mexico. It's like, you know, I hear people talk about you know success and 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 you know religious stuff. And I'd be like, no, 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 let me yeah, you want to talk about discipline, which I did, you know, I have that, that authority to speak, to speak with authority. And it's like, yeah, you want to talk about discipline? Yeah. Let me tell you about what I went through when I was 12 years old. I blew out my elbow at 15. They wanted to operate my arm at 17. I was so broken. I went, I made it to the big leagues. I came back from Tommy John. I almost won the rookie of the year where I should have won it, but I didn't win it because I blew out my shoulder. I pitched with it. I won the world series. I signed a contract. I accomplished everything. I came back from my third surgery and I had the best year of my career. I played with the Yankees. I started all that's amazing. So if somebody can talk about discipline and perseverance and character and keep showing up, I can tell you all about that. And there's nobody in here that can that has gone through more and accomplished more than I have. And you will never meet anyone. So I can speak like that with authority. And then it also. It gives me such a unique platform to say. But being where I'm at today, being one with Christ, having been able to come back home into the Father's arms and having a solid, unbreakable identity in Christ, I consider all that lost, man. Like that doesn't even compare. Am I saying that it was wrong? No, because all that gives me the opportunity to speak to you guys, to be here with you guys, and to, to steward what God has blessed me to bless others. So it's part of it. But what I'm saying is that it's what it's like to walk with them and freedom to walk in the light and to be one with them. Nothing in the world compares to that. And it also gives me the opportunity, as you know, me being single and me not having children and me being able to keep everything that I made in my career and being like being uh, disciplined and organized on on those things. it, It says, yeah. I am not here because which it's there's nothing wrong I'm not here because I've I've lost it all and like no I still kept it but what I'm talking about right now it's real because we were created in the image of a god to live in unity with him and we have hope in Jesus Christ what what he did for us to come back home and be one by the power of this holy spirit so when I'm able to do what I just did with what I just did right now in Spanish, in my own country, think about it. And then just in lives, like getting to the end of themselves and saying, I want that. I want that Jesus that you're talking about. You know, even, even professional athletes, even people that have, like, it's just, it, 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 like I said, it goes without, without measure of how God can use it. So he has given me so, so much. He has been so faithful to me and he has trusted me with so much, Scott. Like that's, that's a, that's a pretty unique platform um, that the least that I can do is just like, hey, no, I'm not, I'm not seeking my name. I'm not seeking my comfort. Like I'm seeking the the kingdom and to bring that hope and the light of Christ everywhere I go and whoever I come in contact with. And the thing is that the more that I do that, staying connected with them, the more healthy I feel, the more amazing I feel. They're just in balance um, because you, you I, I think that's the other thing is that the more that i learned from christ you realize that as long as we take care of our spiritual and mental health and and, and stay in like find that rest and calm in his presence it gives you the opportunity to go out and, and love them people and, and be more like him so i don't know i give you a long answer but that's that's uh that's what it means for me to go back in mexico
1: <laughs> that's awesome let me um because as you were talking, I was thinking about a story in the Bible that reminded me of what you were talking about. And I love sharing this when we're talking about anything that we value. And it's the story of the man who, who finds the treasure in the field. And he's the mm-hmm. only one that knows about that treasure. And so what does he do? He takes and he goes and he sells all that he has so that he can buy that field and gain that treasure that, that only he knows is buried in that field. And it's, it's talking about salvation, right? It's talk, I mean, there's a lot of applications we can make, but, but it's basically the story of someone who gives his whole life so that he can get something so much greater. And I hear you saying the same thing, that, that the things that you have um, in terms of your, your fame, your position, where you've come from, what you've done, like that's valuable. And that is something that gives you a platform. But what you're focused on is something so much greater. And you're willing to, to take all of those things and trade it for the priceless gain of knowing Christ and being able to share his love with other people in investing all of your resources and blessings that God has given you so that you can invest in something much bigger and kingdom impact work and that true treasure that's going to last for eternity.
2: Yeah, I um uh remember when I first heard that story, that was, that was me based on what the, what the scriptures say, right? It's like we kingdom building and, and, and our, where we're going to be able to inherit in, in heaven. But I've gotten to a point where, and I feel like a lot of people, especially in ministries are missing out on this, that when you truly become one with them, you're like love and purpose-driven life, like that's the grace and the mercy of God is what drives you to do what you do in everyday life. I think for me, the reason why I'm willing to sell everything and give everything away and like really not care about my, my name, not only because the scriptures say so, the gospel says so, because that is the most amazing way to live life. Scott, like for me, it's like, yeah, the Bible says that we're supposed to live and not seek our comfort and our names. But once you experience that, like you said, you experience that perfect peace that surpasses understanding, that guards your hearts and follows you everywhere you go. And for somebody that has struggled, again, a lot of people struggling with mental health now, but somebody that lived in shame, that lived in anxiety, that didn't sleep at all the night before I pitched, or even nice in between. They couldn't find rest. I could never be still because it was the shame, the, the anxiety, the ADD, everything was just a mess in my mind, right? My soul, like no rest, no peace, no stillness, no calmness. I tried to read the Bible. I was, my mind was all over the place. But, but somebody that living the way and being one with Christ and becoming a, a kingdom aligned man you go, wait, no, like, yeah, yeah, the Bible says so, but there's no going back, because this is the way we were created to be, we were created to live in unity, in the light, in truth, and to give him all the glory, and to live for him, because that is good for our souls, that is, that is, I mean, that is food, right, It's it's health, it's life, he came for us to have an abundant life, not to live in a and depression, anxiety, like he—it's—we go after him. It's the the highest way and the highest road to travel in this life. It's the best way to live. And I think, I mean, that's the cool part about God. <laughs> it's just that you you focus on the kingdom. You seek the kingdom first. You you submit completely to the authority of Christ. He'll give you earth. You know, not not mean I'm not saying that he'll give you earth and you you play. 11 years in the big leagues and he'll give you a lot of money. No, but he'll give you the stability and the adaptability and the peace and the joy and the fulfillment and the everything like he'll give you an amazing way to live life, not prosperity in a way of money, but stability in every single area of your life. And I, and and as we know a lot of people, especially over the last couple of years, just how much, how much people that thought that they, they wanted happiness, right? They wanted to feel good. What people are after now, it's it's stability and peace, the one piece, right? Especially a lot of church people that thought that had their their houses built on the rock, but with what what's going on in the world, the true character was exposed out into the light, and it turned out it wasn't. So it's a very unique opportunity for us to to go back and, and build that solid rock so we can have that that piece that it's available to all of us. And it just, it blows my mind, right? It, it surpasses our understanding. So I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Jaime, I want you to spend, we got a few minutes left here and I'd love for you to spend a little time talking about another project of yours, your book. And you told me a lot about it on our trip this last week, but, Um, talk about, I mean, let me, let me give you a chance to just really talk about what that's about and the audience that you're trying to reach with it.
2: Yeah. Um, pretty much what I, what I've shared. I mean, I, it's, it's a, it's a story of the story of my life, story of redemption, transformation, healing, um, 100% vulnerability. You know, you will be able to read their stories that not even my family knows. You know, just going back to when I was a, a child, and I think, uh, I think it's part of what we and what you and I have talked about is like having gone through every single stage that you can go in the process of being away from the faith, becoming a, a religious Christian, um, becoming a person that once I accepted Christ and I was baptized, I thought that the transformation had happened, but no, for for a while there, I was. Uh, a fear, shame driven person. Uh so what I'm trying to do with this and and just tell people the power of vulnerability, like you and I have talked about, the power of of creating space and confession and seeking out help and being real and saying it's okay to not be okay and just to to be you, right? To create space for that that word to become one with you and to go through a process that there's uh, I want to bring people hope because There's a lot of people that, that have, that grew up in a Christian home or way that are still, you know, they're still trying to earn their identity, even though they don't say it right. They're still living a life driven by shame and fear. And like, you're trying to be accepted and you're trying to fit in and belong and you don't stop. And I see a lot of people even in ministries that are you know, more of concern about the ministry than than your relationship with Christ and then you're worshiping him and your relationship with the families. With that said, it's not that it's not there, it's not that they're wrong. It's just that there's some healing there that hasn't really happened for you to stop doing and just be and and have you know align your priorities. So so I'll talk about my process of of how I grew up and how you know my dad who you met before as well he he went from being my biggest enemy he's you know he he spoke a lot of shame into my life and fear and anxiety because he going back to him he was abandoned by his mom when he was a kid so it's like that's how sin works and that's how shame works in people's lives so uh, I talk about how he has become literally one of my best friends and he's in the word every day committed right so it's complete complete redemption and transformation and, and just bring hope. And uh, And I think what I'm trying to do with this is not to make myself look good and to make myself look like, you know, look at how amazing and perfect I am. No, it's, it's again, just like Christ says, it's about Him. And it just goes, all the credit goes to Him. Uh, but my goal with this is whether you're somebody that, you know, you're 15 years old and you're in the same position that I was where I've never read a book in my life, so ignorant, ADD, shame driven, never had a love of a father, never don't know really the heart of the father that you can, this is an easy read that you can, you can sit down, read it. Eventually it'll come out in, in a, in an audio as well. Or you are somebody that, you know, that, that has accomplished all the success, success in the world and your career, and you've been a Christian, but you still don't have your purpose and your identity locked in and that you know, can help you with some of that process or somebody that grew up in a, in a church that, um, that's still deep inside, you know, that there's some wounds that haven't been able to heal. There's just some fear and shame that is driving you to do what you do, but it doesn't allow you to experience that peace and joy that uh, that that's available for us. So it's, it's a, it's pretty much just an easy, easy read. Uh, 100% goes to, is going to benefit some of it, water mission and, and ministry. You know, again, I'm not trying to not this is not a business for me at all. This is just uh, to give back and, and give people an opportunity to to see what what he has done in my own heart. So
1: and what is the name of the book?
2: The name, the title is going to be Hands in the Dirt. So that's part of, you know, part of anybody that followed my career, watch me and play with him with me. Remember me literally going to the dirt every single pitch that I threw. So it's, it's, uh, it goes back to where I share in the book how where that began. Uh, and I'm going to give a little bit of the, I, I'm talking a lot about the book, but, but how I pretty much began as a kid trying to grab the dirt because I was so afraid, so ashamed. And I wanted to, you know, sweaty hands and I, I was always trying to cover up with the outside and I don't want anybody to see what was going on, how miserable I was. So, you know, talk a little bit of how to go to, how to go uh, from that fear, shame song to the love song. It's just the arms of the father. So pretty much, I I think I, (laughs) I gave a lot of the book away, but that's it. It is whatever, you know.
1: And and when does it come out and where can they get it?
2: Uh, So it'll be coming out. I think finally I have everything ready, pictures and all that good stuff that I have been waiting. But my goal is to come out sometime in April. And I guess I'll, you you know, you can share it with your audience or I'll give you, uh, give you where, how that's going to, that's kind of work. I'm still working on the final, the final process with the uh, publisher. So,
1: and Amazon
2: or where can we get it? I think, yeah, Amazon. Amazon Good. So, yeah, but great. um, information so you can share in the future well i know
1: that your message will bless a lot of people um a lot of people that i mean we deal with guilt and shame all the time and your message is one that liberates people from that and i know that they're going to be blessed by hearing your story
2: no thank you and that's the that's the that's the uh cool part it's just that bringing people hope you know just that there's hope that regardless of where you're at uh there's there's hope for for inner healing and transformation and to, to become one with Christ. So,
1: well, Jaime, thank you for everything you stand for. Thank you for your time today, for all that you do to serve other people.
2: No, thank you. Thank you, brother. I I think just like Christ says, you know, it's just like it, all the, all the praising and all goes to him. Yeah. It's, it's what he has done and what he has continued to do. So yeah, this is really nothing. I thank you for your heart, man. Thank you for your your friendship, your fellowship, and and your heart of service. Again, it's, it's so encouraging for my life, and I know in the lives of, of anybody that comes in contact with you because uh, I've heard it from multiple people that they're they're encouraged and they're blessed by just just the light and of heart of Christ in you. So thank you.
1: Amen. What's well, a privilege? Privilege to walk with you, my brother. Nirmano. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to the Get in the Game podcast with Scott Limebrink, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. You can connect with Scott and follow him on Twitter at Scott We want to invite you to subscribe to the other shows on our network. We'd also love for you to check out our Sports Spectrum magazine full of great stories and content covering the intersection of sports and faith. You can subscribe at SportsSpectrum.com. It's $18 for an entire year subscription. Again, the website to subscribe is sportspectrum.com. Thanks so much for listening.